you know, had had a good opportunity last week. I, I think one of the things about a bye week is I think everyone thinks that you have um, a bye week is like seven full days with your players of, you know, nonstop football. And, you know, we the thing I can say that you don't do is that. You don't get that. But I think we used and Coach had a great plan. Coach Sherman had a great plan for our bye week. We came in and got two really good days on the field. We spent time as a staff really evaluating some things that um, – each of our players need to get better at, you know, not just the overall picture of the scheme, but just like identifying specifically things for some of our young players that are playing that they need to get better at. And we really tried to focus on those with some really good individual work, tried to cater the calls we had in practice for the work that needed to get done. And um, was really encouraged coming out of it. Again, I've said this a lot of times about this group. They keep running to it. And, and uh, you know, Mike just talked to you a little bit about um, that we're close. And that's why it's close, because you have some vets that are continuing to work and, and, and really trying to help our young players and our young players who are just coming each day. Um, they're still building their professional process. They're still building their, uh, so to speak, professional resume, but they're working and, and they're taking the coaching. And you see those guys getting better. Um, and, and, you know, it's it's the same thing. We, it, it, When you went and looked at it, man, there's some really good snaps. There's some really good snaps in there. But when uh, we're either not on the same page or not executing a technique or not playing with good eyes or good leverage, the fundamentals and techniques that plays it takes to play good defense down in and down out. When we don't do those things, then big plays occur. That's what happened on tape. And um, so we continue to work on those things. And um, we've had two really good days of work. I think our guys are anxious to, to go play again. And um, you know, look forward to it. I, I'm, I'm sure you, you know you'll be interested if, if we're going to make personnel changes and play this guy more, that guy more. Um, I think all those things, as I've said in the past, you know, that those plans will reveal themselves on Sundays. Um, so, you know, whether guys get more opportunities or less opportunity to play, that always reveals itself on Sunday. Coach, DeAndre Baker, number one pick. Gettleman goes back in the first round and gets him. Um, struggles at times. You know, I'm not going to answer. You know, he's struggling at times. And maybe put some things on film that maybe you weren't happy with. What do you need to see from him the last six games to say, hey, this kid's a number one pick and this is, what, you know, this is the way he progresses and all that? You know, I, I, I think they're um, very similar to some of our other guys that are young players, first, second, third year players, that um, there's some snaps they all want back. Uh, I think he probably would be included. In, I want some snaps back for him. And he wants them back too, and I think. But the thing that that uh, Bake has shown me is that he's willing to come to work. That he comes in the meeting room, and if something's wrong, he doesn't. You know, I would worry if we we're sitting in the meeting room and he didn't own a mistake. That's when I would worry. But I I don't worry because because he owns whatever the correction needs to be, whether it's on him and 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 uh, hey, it might have been on someone else too. You know, sometimes uh, when you watch, when you just watch the tape, if if you didn't know, you might think that this was on player A when it might have really been on uh, player B or C. And um, he's continuing to work uh, very similar to the rest of our young guys. And we're trying to narrow down the things they need to get better at in the immediate future. We're trying to identify those things and prioritize them. And um, that's how you help young players. That's how you help players develop. Is um, you know, and I, I've said it to everyone here is. It's, it's very similar to getting a prescription. 
you know, you need to do A, B, and C first. And if you handle A, B, and C, then then we'll square that away and we'll help you get better there. Then we'll work in whatever those next progression of things are to help you become a better uh, player, short-term and long-term for the New York football Giants. James, what are some of those things that someone like Julian Love yeah um to be honest with you um the things that we talk about with our guys i like to stay in the room you know whatever the the things that you know because i don't i'm not gonna stand here and talking about a bunch of de any deficiencies of our guys so um i think that's a great question and um one thing julian yeah i think i think julian's close He's really close. I think he's he fits in the same category as Bake and Corey Ballantyne and you know the list can go on. X Man and even Lorenzo Carter in the second year and you know we can go, go on with that list. But um, the thing that I really like about Julian is man, you go and you watch him take notes. He's taking notes. He's locked in in the meeting room and he has been that way since day one. Um, I think AB's really helped him. I think AB's been a great guy in the room because I, I I sit in the DB meeting room a bunch and. I hear AB, hey, Julian, you see this, you recognize that, you see that, that's why it's this. And they have some good dialogue and conversation. And Julian's highly engaged in those conversations. And um, I think that's that's why he'll trend himself to be a guy that's gonna, you know, make a push to have a chance to play and, and be a guy that can can, can help us here. Is he, a, is he a safety now? Yeah, he's, he's a safety nickel, yeah, safety nickel. Safety, yeah, safety nickel. Just like a lot of a lot of those guys in the back end, you know, safety slash nickel or corner slash nickel. Most of them are two position guys like that, what, as they grow. Yeah, he's he's still in the rotation, and um, you know, uh, when Williams came in, you know, that's a guy that that right, you know, from from the first game he played, he's made an impact for us, and he's disrupted the line of scrimmage for us, and um, you know, the other guys in that room. You know, they all have roles, and each and every week, you know, you earn more, you get less based on each day. And it, that's, a, that's a great situation to be in because that's just gonna, that's gonna help push our guys to be better and better. James, some of the vets that, that I've talked to on the field have made a point to say, we're, we're all talking about the rookies needing to get better, but the vets on this defense need to play up to a, a standard as well. How do you? Is it coaching it differently with the vets versus the rookies and what you're focusing on? Because it, it seems like it's easier to understand the mistakes that the rookies are making. But if the vets are making a mistake, that maybe, you know, how do you coach those mistakes out of this team? Yeah. Um, I think that the, we've been talking a lot about the rookies, and, and um, it's this is a good question because that doesn't mean for any stretch of the imagination that anyone else in the room is. is uh, you know, not accountable, doesn't take ownership, not getting coached the same way one of our young guys are. And um, I think with vet guys who have played a substantial amount of snaps, um, you coach those guys um, maybe not like a rookie because their understanding of conceptual stuff is generally different and their understanding of um, maybe being a little more self-aware. A lot of those guys can say, yeah, I messed up because my eyes weren't right. or. Um, I, I didn't have the right leverage, and that's that's why I didn't have success on that down. And um, a lot of times, it's it's reaffirming those things with those guys. And um, but, you know, shoot, you can ask those guys. I, I coach those guys just as hard, you know, and and demand just as much of them. And the the important thing is that they demand it of themselves. So the fact that they say that to you 
or to anybody else is asking questions that they need to play better, I think that speaks to their character. James, can, Take you, two more. can you tell that your players are sick of losing? Yeah, I, I think um, everyone in the world is uh, would say they're sick of losing. So yeah, I, I think it's um, I, don't, I don't think it's a matter of sick, being sick of losing. I think Coach Shermer made a couple great points to our team about um, not about being sick of losing, it's about what we're willing to do to, to, to win, what we're willing to do to get the job done. And um, you know, I, I, I think that that's more what it's about. You think um, um, you can take advantage of, of the, the, the flux that the Bears have at quarterback? And you know, when you look at Trubisky, a guy who was kind of going up and down, that you guys can hone in on keeping down as opposed to having him have a breakout game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Ideally, that's certainly what we want to do. Um, but I'll, I'll say this: you know, um, you know, he's he's taken whatever heat he's taken there, and um, I think when you turn the tape on, you see a guy that's competing. He's playing hard. You know, he's not afraid to tuck the ball and scramble. Um, there's certainly um, a desire to win, desire to play at a high level, and I, and, and I have a lot of respect for him from, from that standpoint.